0: Welcome to Stall Warning. I'm your host, Ponchito Ojeda, and joined alongside me is John Murray. We are coming to you live. That's right. We can see you today. It's going to be an awesome day. Who knows if we'll publish this video or not, but regardless, we're recording it this way. John, how are you doing, man?
1: Good. A little, a little nervous. I'm on camera. I thought this was just, uh, just a regular podcast. I definitely have a face for podcasting, so not too thrilled for the video part.
0: Well, I mean, you had to put a shirt on, and uh, I, I put on these glasses, so I look a lot smarter than I actually am. Um, it's a win-win for everybody. So, uh, John, how are you doing today? What's What's new?
1: Good. Uh, not much. I mean, we're planning our summer season at 101, um, trying to improve every year, so trying to give the people what they want.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know... Uh, it's summer planning is is different this year because with COVID, it sort of seems like everything's going to happen, but then you're sort of like in the back of your mind, you're like, "Is it going to happen?" But yeah, I think I it's going to happen. Vaccine I going to tell everyone, like, 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 like I'm
1: ninety nine percent sure we're going to have a summer season, but I don't want to say a hundred percent. Yeah, well, I feel we're... I feel a hundred percent.
0: It's uh it works a hundred percent of the time, 60 percent of the time. <laughs> Um, (laughs) well, let's, let's talk about the big game last night, college football championship with, uh, the legend Nick Saban running the helm for Alabama, the roll tide gets the win 52 to 24. Did you watch the game?
1: Yeah, I watched, I was able to watch a little bit. I'm not always in control of what I watch at home. Um, but I was able to watch some of the national championship game and kind of see the machine that is the Crimson Tide this year.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't watch the game last night. Uh, My neighbors are big Buckeyes fans, so I knew I'd get the update from them. And, you know, frankly, I wasn't sure if anyone could hang with the the Crimson Tide. So, you know, not surprising. Do you think that we'll see a – do you think we'll see this level of domination in college lacrosse anytime soon?
1: Yeah, I don't don't know. I was thinking kind of the same thing, like college football right now – um, it's like the same four teams every year. It's like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then whoever that fourth person is. And I feel like lacrosse has been in a pretty good spot the last few years, as far as like parity. Like it's not like one dominant team just steamrolling everyone. I don't think we've had an undefeated team since what Virginia in two thousand six.
0: You know, I did not. To take any notes on undefeated teams so i have no idea <laughs> yeah but, so uh, um, i just feel
1: like there's. Right. i mean like north carolina came out of nowhere and wanted um we had loyola uh winning it and being competitive um yale winning their first championship uh so i feel like college across is in a good spot but i think um it could definitely swing the other way it could it could happen i mean look at what duke's doing this year
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we'll see the fallout from the 2020 sort of shortened season and the extra year of eligibility, how that affects Mm -hmm. all of the teams. Because right now, what we're looking at is there's some mega teams, and we'll talk about the polls here in a minute. But, uh, you know, that's certainly going to have an impact on how those teams are able to recruit and what they're able to do with it and and the whole process. So, you know, we'll see. But uh, I will make the argument – you know, uh, well, I agree with you that college lacrosse is a little bit better uh, parity than college football. I don't know that there's as much as as one would like to describe. I mean, I think there's really only maybe 10, ish to 12-ish programs that, you know, year in and year out can actually compete for a national title. I mean, if we look at the Final Four, it's probably been the same six or seven teams, aside from one here and there, for the most part of the past 20 years, you know? so. That's, uh, you know, the numbers may not bear that out, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the days when, uh, you know, Quinnipiac or Marist or teams like that can make runs deep in the tournament similar to like a Wichita State or um, where does Shaka Smart used to coach? Uh, Virginia Commonwealth, you know, those types of things. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but let's move on. Let's talk some lacrosse now. So let's talk about Holy Cross. Uh, Peter Burke is out as head coach you know what does that mean for the Crusaders
1: well it's definitely not good I mean shit. uh, season starts like now for D1 programs to not have your head coach (laughs) I
0: think think it started in the fall actually (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) spring season starts now Um, so not having their head coach is definitely not a good look Um, I mean it'll also be their looking for their third head coach in four years, something like that. I think the old guy left and, or Burke took over in like 2018. Um, I was really shocked. I mean, you don't see D one programs making moves at this time for head coaches.
0: No, you know, I was, I was kind of shocked as well, but I mean, Holy Cross, it seems to have a problem right now. I mean, I I was like, you know, what does this mean? And and honestly, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, they, they, guys are going to play that the coach is going to coach but but more importantly it's they just need to find someone who can run the ship for any sort of amount of consistent time it's not like they're having you know uh these guys come in and then go to better jobs yeah do you see your cat spread across the screen there (laughs) yeah that was hilarious um i try to ignore it and keep going (laughs) but they uh but they need to get some consistency for recruiting and for all that stuff so hopefully they'll be able to um get that get that ship righted um you know i thought they had it when they got Lattimore um away from michigan to be the head coach and then you know peter burke did a nice job as well but nothing seems to be sticking there so hopefully that will get get cleaned up um but let's talk about our main topic today which is the uslia polls uh the division one men's and women's polls we're going to focus on men's today because frankly We don't know enough about the women's game to make enough commentary. So we'll talk about the poll. Uh, Just quickly, top five in the poll are Duke at one, Syracuse at two, Maryland at three, Penn State four, Virginia five. We're not going to go through the whole poll. You can check that out on U.S. Lacrosse Magazine or Inside Lacrosse or wherever you consume your lacrosse news. Um, Lacrosse All-Stars, shout out to those guys, good friends of mine. And let's just talk about the poll. What was your overall feeling on the poll, John?
1: Uh, I thought it was pretty spot on. I mean, I think Duke has to be your consensus um, top team with just the amount of talent they got in the transfer portal with Sowers, Adler. Um, they had a face-off guy too. I forget um, his name, but just a ton of talent there. Uh, I think it's uh, the Holy Cross guy. Yeah. Uh, JT, Giles Harris coming back on defense. You have the number one recruit in the nation going there. It's – it's an all-star team for the college level. Um, I think Syracuse is in a good spot too. I personally felt they were the best team in the country last year and they were rolling. Um, they're returning mostly everyone. Steven Rafis is currently in the transfer portal right now. I don't know what's really going to happen with that. Um, but it'd be tough to transfer again right now like mid-season. Um, and then the you know the top five is the top five. Kind of like what you said. It's These are the last few years been the top five teams in college across.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. You know, well, first let me go on my, my yearly rant. I do this every year um, with all my coaching buddies. Uh, Preseason polls are uh, at the division one level. I don't mind them, but for most levels, I think they're terrible because they none of us really know anything. It's essentially a re-ranking of the teams from last year and their records based off of last year. And I don't really like that because we have no idea what they're bringing in, what they're returning, what they're not. You know, at Division One, we know a little bit more. So I think it's a little bit easier. Uh, but other levels, they drive me bonkers. Um, with that said, you know, I agree with Duke, number one. You know, I agree with you. I thought Syracuse was playing great. I thought Desco's done a great job with them and, you know, navigating some of that that those tough waters with Dordovic um, getting injured. And I think they're going to be really good this year. I just don't know. Like, I think they're going to do it without the namesake that they've had in the past. You know, like, I mean, chase uh, Chase Scanlon's great, but he's not a he's not a ball carrier. He's an off ball guy. So, like, they just don't have that Powell or Gate brother guy. Yeah, no, they don't have that. Midorovic might think, be that
1: guy. I they don't have like that attack dominance, but I think that midfield line of Dordovic, uh, Tremboli, and uh, Curry are the. Best three midfielders in the country. That, I think that's the best line, and that's where they're going to generate all their offense yeah, from.
0: Because
1: I, I think you, you might, yeah, you yeah. double pull that midfield line. I think you got to.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. But then you sort of have to deal with the um, who's the attacking from South Carolina? What's his name? Brandon something or other. I can't remember his last name. Uh, that kid, and then you got Scanlon and uh rafis and you know scanlon can beat a shorty so I, I don't think you put a shorty on him um so we'll see uh you know maryland is as good as ever with bernhardt coming back they're gonna be right there you know penn state at four i mean interesting they were the best team in calls across you know two years ago and mm-hmm. last year it seemed like they might be the best team again and then amon's gone now yeah what do you think Mac O'Keefe's back though
1: Mack O'Keefe's back. back. Um, I don't know if you saw the um, preseason uh, All-American list, um, but Mack O'Keefe was third-team All-American. I think that was just crazy. He's probably one of the top three or four greatest shooters in college cross history, and he's third-team this year. I think that kind of speaks to the, the depth um, of talent in the game right now. Um, but Penn State, yeah, it's going to be tough to see who they um, – who's quarterbacking that offense now. Um, they It has all the weapons it still had last year. It just doesn't have someone quarterbacking it. So it's definitely um, prime for someone to slide in and get all those assist numbers. You got to think the goals per game is probably not going to go down. So those assists are going to come from somewhere.
0: Right, 100%. Uh, you know, I would I would agree with that. And they still have Arsari at the dot and, uh, and the – and the Flax kid, the, his backup as well. So it's not that they're struggling to get face-offs. Um, so, you know, interesting in all this, you know, interesting note. In all this, the defending national champion is still Virginia. And they are ranked all the way down to number five. And they didn't graduate much at all. So it's a little bit crazy to see them down there. But I don't think it's anything they did wrong as much as this other teams have improved. Um, so question for you, John. You know, looking at this list, you know, what's a team that's not in the top five that you could see jumping in to win the national championship? Um,
1: so I think first team outside the top five, I think it was Cornell. Um, they're ranked nine. Um, I think that was one of the, the fringe teams that were playing the best across last year. I think I had like Syracuse, North Carolina, Cornell were three of the top teams that were rolling. Um, and they get Jeff T back. Um I think it'll be interesting to see their new head coach music what he does with Cornell and where he can take that program. But I feel like they could definitely uh, make a move.
0: I like Cornell. That's good. That's a good pick. I mean, music's so young. Yeah, uh, you know that's going to be good in a sense. He'll he'll play with he'll coach with some reckless abandonment, which may lead to some poor decisions. But will probably lead to some cha- You know, they'll probably take some chances they shouldn't. And they'll pay off, and some of them won't, you know. But it'll be good to see that, and that's how you get your coaching teeth right there. So I love it. Um, you know, the team that I see outside the top the top uh, five that I think is, is going to make uh, some noise for the Natty is going to be the Golden Domers. You know, Kevin Corgan runs a good shift there. And, you know, they they got two transfers in Gallagher and uh, the defenseman from Penn, who are really good, really talented players. Yeah.
1: They got a few I just think that if
0: more... yeah well I think the thing with Gallagher is that with Gallagher and um, the Colorado kid uh, that was their face off guy last year mm. with th- if those two guys are taking face offs and they're winning you know 60 percent every game, I think they're going to be good enough on offense to to win a lot of games and I don't think their defense is any worse than they were before. I think the reason their defense gave up more goals a little bit more last year than the previous years is because of um, their face-off numbers.
1: Mm-hmm. They also got some nice um, offensive uh, transfers. I know Sean Leahy, and I believe uh, Bucknell um, Attackman transferred there, too.
0: Yeah, Will Sands. Yeah. Uh, not Sands, um, yeah.
1: the other guy. Um, yeah, yeah. Plus, so. I mean, their attack was young. Um uh, Kavanaugh was a mm-hmm. freshman last year. Uh, Westland was a sophomore. Um, so they'll be coming back a year older. Um, so yeah, I think Notre Dame's definitely in a spot to uh prove from last year
0: for sure. All right, who are your snubs in the poll there? So my stub, um, it's I, think, a snub.
1: I think Johns Hopkins at 20 was kind of a snub. Um, I mean, again, it's kind of based off last year and their, their, their best attackman was hurt. And I think Joey Epstein, when he's healthy, he's one of the best attackmen in the country. Um, so getting him back, I think, instantly. I,
0: I, I agree with that. Yeah, but they still, they still went two and four last year. I mean, I don't know how you can yeah. sort of say that they're going to be. I mean, it was it a was tight team right now. It was tight, tight games
1: last year. Um, they're still Johns Hopkins, so every kid on that team is a blue chip recruit. Um, again, they're also going through the coaching change, so it'll be. It'll be interesting to see um, kind of the identity Johns Hopkins takes up if they're still going to be that, you know, defensive team or will they push the pace a little bit. Um, But I definitely see them improving from last year from a two and four start.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Owen Murphy's in the transfer portal right now. And, you know, I like Milliman a lot and I think he's a good coach. Um, but I just don't know if they have what it takes to be uh, a top level team. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating on them. Cause I don't really know. I think they're, I think they're an unknown. So I don't think ranking them is, is wrong. I don't think unranking them is wrong either. So, all right. So Hopkins started a uh, snub at 20. Any other snubs on the poll? No,
1: that's it. I think the list is mostly pretty spot on, but like you said, it's, it's it's meaningless until we start playing. No one no one really cares about preseason rankings. Um, it's just good talking points for us talking heads to talk about. But um, I think it's, it's pretty good. Some
0: good fodder. Some good fodder. Yeah. I have two snubs. The first is is Pen. Uh, you know Sam Hanley is back and better than ever. You know his spleen is all dialed up right now. He's filtering those uh, those pathogens great. And that was a little shout out to all you microbiologists out there. And uh, and I think he'll be back to form that he was as a freshman, which is only going to lead to success for Penn. And Mike Murphy's been crushing it there. Um, and then the other team is, is Brown. I, you know, Brown made a lot of noise last year, kind of towards the end of the year. And I just think Mike Daly has, you know, he won how many championships at Tufts? He's brought that same style to Brown and they are more competitive each and every year. And I just don't see them staying outside the top 20, you know, I, I see them making a run. So, um, I don't have any reason to base that other than just believe that they they had that big,
1: uh, big win on Virginia last year. Um, I thought they looked really good and you know, if they can Mm -hmm. kind of capture that magic from that game and, you know, put it out over a season, they could definitely, um, turn some heads. I think Ivy league is kind of, you know, wide open, uh, with not a lot of their uh, seniors coming back. You know, Princeton's obviously going to take a step back. Um, it would be interesting to see what Yale does without Jackson Morrow. Um, so Brown could definitely make some headway there.
0: Yeah, Jackson Morrow and loses Lucas Kotler.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they lost them both. So they're both seniors. Yeah, it's an interesting interesting situation. Super bum for Princeton and, and Matt Madelon. They did a great job of getting that program right and they deserve to have been playing in may last year and maybe making that run back up the final four weekend which would have been cool but uh yeah that's right. he right he'll he'll bounce back and he's you know this will be a learning year for him and in in terms of developing players probably but you know that's just the nature of the beast when you lose a bunch of guys to 2020 transfer rules so um uh, cool john anything else for the people
1: don't have anything I just hope that uh, this stays an audio podcast and no no video today
0: <laughs> Yeah well your video has been you know spotty at best so we're probably yeah. going to be going audio only uh, for all you people who listen this far and you know are staring at no mugs. We're sorry we apologize. but in good news, just want to remind everyone that we have a new product out called the 101 Academy. It is uh, designed for coaches and players to grow your game. Uh, 101 Academy, getting better starts here. Uh, You'll see John's beautiful mug on a lot of those videos. Camera ready. Camera ready. Camera ready. So awesome. Well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on uh, Facebook at facebook.com 101 lacrosse. And on Instagram I'm at 101 underscore L A X. Until next week, see ya. Should I put this on there? <laughs> it's still recording, it's still recording what I'm saying. It's been sending me on there. Let's go. See y'all next week.